Blog Talk Radio. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. Tonight we have an awesome guest coming on. This is my first time interviewing a comic book writer slash superhero uh, graphic novel writer. His name is Scott Meany, and unfortunately his uh, writing partner, Chris Rodando, I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly, but Scott can correct me when he comes on, cannot join us tonight, but we will be uh, definitely plugging him and his involvement with the book. So everyone definitely has to check out Constellation Park. That is the title of this uh, graphic novel that uh, Scott Meany and uh, Chris Lodando wrote, and we're going to be talking a lot about that tonight, as well as learning about their lives and um, how they got involved in uh, writing graphic novels. So before I bring him on, I always just like to introduce my show, especially if people are tuning in for the first time tonight. Um, I started my show approximately, I guess, six plus months ago now. It was back in uh, April of 2011 with uh, mainly the concept to have a forum to bring people on that are involved in the entertainment industry uh, doing various things, whether it is you being a musician, uh, being a writer, filmmakers, um, comedians, just anyone involved in doing something creative to uh, create a forum for to support them and uh, bring their names and products out to the masses. Um, personally, I have a background in clinical psychology. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. That's what my doctorate degree is in. And um, I also have a background in the entertainment industry as a singer-songwriter with a solo artist album out under my name. If anyone's interested in checking it out, you can go to iTunes and search Carrie Edelman or any other major digital sites as well as I do some writing for some magazines where I combine psychology uh, with marketing and advertising concepts to help people uh, promote themselves, especially in this industry. Um, So, again, that's somewhat about my background. You can go to carrieedelman.com, too, and that will give you some information on on myself. But, again, the show is really, like I said, meant to support people and promote people out there. I personally know how difficult it can be. I've managed everything my own. Um, and I've met some amazing people along the way, and that's been one of the great things about me being involved in this industry is despite all the frustrations and challenges that come along with it, some of the people that I've met have become really close friends of mine and just really amazing people out there. So that's what we're here to do tonight. Um, So on my show, you're going to get a really good uh, taste of what these people's lives are like and what it's like to be in their profession. If you are tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. I put a bunch of information in the chat room about Scott Meany and uh, Chris Laudando with Constellation Park where you can purchase it. So please uh, join us in the chat room if you have any questions. And if you want to call in, you can dial 805-243-1320. A couple of things I just ask people to keep in mind is, uh, you know, at times we might throw around some psychology terms and concepts, but the show is not meant to be providing Formal therapy, even though a lot of people that come on the show uh, joke around with me and talk about how uh, crazy and entertaining their lives are and how they need a psychologist. Um, so, again, I'm more than open to talking about things in a broad context, but again, the show is not meant to be doing any type of formal therapy or treatment. And secondly, I do want people to feel open to talk about whatever types of entertaining, humiliating stories they might have. Um, I love humor and comedy, but I just request that people keep any specific information such as uh, names or identifying information about people or organizations anonymous because the show isn't meant to uh, personally embarrass or humiliate anyone. Okay, so let me tell everyone about Constance. about Scott's background, and we'll, we'll get into that tonight, too. He is uh, the author. He's also the artist slash illustrator and graphic designer uh, for uh, Constellation Park, and he's originally from New York City. Um, this is uh, described as an underground cult hit graphic novel, and this is currently part one that they that they just released. And it's amazing. I actually read it last weekend, and uh, I haven't looked at a comic book in a really long time or a graphic novel, so to speak. 
Um, but it's really cool. I mean, the, the graphics are amazing, the illustration, the storyline is just very creative and innovative. I definitely feel like it's something that is groundbreaking and it's very different from what's out there now. So I love, you know, people that are doing novel and unique things. Um, so he got his early start uh, from watching the Saturday morning cartoons in the 1980s, which captured his attention. And I definitely want to ask him which cartoons he enjoyed watching. He also later attended film school and recently graduated from the Fashion Institute of Technology with a bachelor's degree in graphic design. Uh, a lot of our male guests out there are going to probably um, look up to Scott because he has worked for Playboy magazine, so we will get into that tonight, as well as designed for the Museum of Natural History. And his artistic style has been described and compared to a visual kung fu uh, type of drawing in terms of his uh, style of drawing. And you can definitely see that in the illustration in Constellation Park. So a little bit about Constellation Park and everyone, again, check this out, especially if you are into graphic novels um, and superhero types of uh, themes. So it centers around Daniel Vaughn, who is a young man that's tormented by painful visions of strange events in a far-off land. Um, he's now about to begin an amazing journey of self-discovery through the streets of New York City and beyond. Along the way, he is joined by DeLorean Gray, and I have to talk with Scott off the air about this, because when I saw that name, I was like, oh my gosh, I love that name, I like the meaning behind it, um, and maybe you could talk a little bit about that tonight, who is a young dance student with a strong will and gentle heart, and also from the stages of the Coney Island boardwalk, uh, circa 1970, is a washed-up mag magician named Harold Mephisto, I think that's how you pronounce it, Jr., um, and it, this unlikely power trio comes together, which may be the planet's only hope against the visitors from, uh, oh gosh, let me see if I can pronounce this, Fantamajorical, Fantastamajorical, there we go, parallel universe, out to dominate the existence. So it, it's this amazing sci-fi fantasy superhero adventure uh, that's going to forever change the way people look at the stars. So please check out Constellation Park, and let's bring... Okay, Scott, you are on now. Yeah. Yeah, How hello. are you? Good. Hello. Good. One, 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 one quick thing I'd like to add is that uh, Chris is sure. actually currently waiting in the wings, and he's actually able to get tonight off and uh, join us if, uh, if you're able to punch him through. Oh, absolutely, that's, yes, that's, definitely. That's completely up to you, you know, so uh, Yay. No, so no, have him, have him call in. The more the merrier, and I'd love to have both of you guys on so you can hear uh, both of your perspectives on different things that you guys are doing. So that's awesome. All right. All right. Very Great. cool. So welcome. It's a pleasure to have you tonight. I'm so excited to talk about your book, Constellation Park, and help you guys promote it. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be here. Cool. Very cool. Thank you. So before, actually, before Chris comes, uh-oh, I think Chris might be, yeah, I think he might be on right away right now. And I know, um, oh, I want to really quick, let me plug, uh, and if I, I always, I don't know if I pronounce his name right, Scott Schiaffo? Schiaffo? Uh, Scott Schiaffo, yes. Schiaffo. So I definitely Schiaffo, want to give yes. him a quick plug. What was, I'm sorry? Uh, yeah, Scott Schiaffo. And actually, Chris, uh, Chris's last name is Ladondo. <laughs> Ladondo. Okay, I know. I was yes. having a hard time. I wasn't sure how to pronounce it. Ladondo. Okay, there we go. Yes. Getting this pronunciation right. So I definitely wanted to plug Scott uh, Schiappo because he's just been amazing. Um, I know he's working with you guys. I think he might even try to call in tonight. And everyone, definitely check him out. He was uh, involved in the movie Clerks. He's got a ton of movies under his belt. He's working on a book right now that uh, Scott is involved in assisting him with. And uh, you could check him out on my blog, Talk Radio. Um, archived uh, interviews, so definitely check him out too. All right, yeah, he's cool. a great guy. He's one, he's wonderful, wonderful man. He he is. He is such a sweetheart, and he's so talented. And he was just an amazing person that I met just kind of through Facebook, through another person I'd interviewed. So it's just so interesting, Chris, to see not Chris, sorry, Scott. <laughs> I'm focusing on Chris's number. You know, just to see how everyone is able to connect through these social media sites, which you know years mm -hmm. ago you wouldn't be able to do. So it's just really yeah, cool. Cool. So okay, let's bring uh let's bring Chris on. Let's not leave him wandering out there by himself. All right. All right, Chris, are you there? I am there. Hey, how are Hello. you? How are you doing? Good. Welcome. I'm glad you were able to join us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having us on. Absolutely, absolutely, guys. It's my pleasure. 
So since you're both here now, I might have to change up some of my questions a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so let's start out, and we can actually, you know, the questions can apply to both of you. Um, I know, you know, initially I was interviewing, planning on just interviewing Scott, so I just wanted to ask you guys, and now we can ask you both, what made you guys, I guess we'll start with you, Scott, you know, get involved in being so interested in writing graphic novels, and you talk about, you know, these 1980s morning cartoons on Saturdays that captivated your attention. What specifically drew you to them, and which cartoons are you talking about? Well, um, I guess the well the cartoons that I'm talking about, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of, like, Don Bluth stuff and, uh, like, a lot of the old 80s Dungeons & Dragons cartoons. I mean, all that stuff, that, that sort of Saturday morning crack that they gave all the kids. You know, you'd eat cereal and just sort of pile it in and watch about three to four hours of cartoons while avoiding your homework, right. you know, like one of those. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know, you know, with, with me with graphic novels and comic books, I, I actually came to them a little bit later. I, I spent a lot of my early youth uh, just sort of doing art on the back burner, trying to stay away from it as a job almost, like trying not to sort of ruin my, my, my solace in it. And uh, later on, you know, I, I I got really interested in film, wanted to be a filmmaker, you know, and it, that's just remarkably hard to get into. So comic books really came became a way for me to sort of make movies without actually having to deal with other people not showing up, other, you know, and, mm -hmm. and the art just sort of went on, you know, went along with it and the writing went along with it. So it's just it's just something that, like, I've just, I kind of grew to love, you know. Like, I mean, I always loved comic books as a child, but... I would usually buy them more to draw from. You know, I wasn't really much of a big comic book right. reader back then. I was actually reading a lot more novels and, 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 and stuff like that at an early age. But uh, then, you know, you, you start drawing from them, you get hooked on them, and then you sort of make that connection. Oh, well, you know, for, for the price to make a comic book and the price to make a movie, they're, they're, they're pretty far apart there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Very cool. And what about you, Chris? Tell us a little bit more. Tell me a little bit more about your background because I didn't have, you know, a ton of information available to me when I was setting stuff up a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, also please comment on this question as well as give us some of your background in terms of your bio. Okay, well, I, uh, I grew up um, originally from Brooklyn, New York. I grew up on Staten Island like Scott. Um, I met Scott in high school. We went to uh, Tottenville High School. Um, okay. Scott actually is a year older than me. Uh, so uh, he graduated ahead of me. Um, I went to uh, the College of Staten Island, part of the City University of New York. I got my, I guess you know, we're plugging our credentials here tonight. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I got my bachelor's in sociology and anthropology and a master's in liberal studies. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I, I work in higher education as my day job, but uh, I. As a young, I guess as a young man like Scott, I was I was into the arts, but I was more into um, filmmaking really early on, like cinematography. I was probably the only 13-year-old kid that had a subscription to American Cinematographer magazine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I was really big into like the indie films that came out, I guess, during the, like the early 90s, uh, and music as well. I, I play guitar and I play bass, so. Um, Cool. That's pretty much my, I guess, artistic background. I'm not, I mean, I can draw probably a really mean stick figure, but that's about it. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so as far as that's like a little brief bio, uh, I guess that's that's pretty much a brief bio. Nice. If you don't mind me asking, what do you do during the day when you say you're involved in higher education? Can you talk about it or no? Um, I, I mean, I work for the City University of New York uh, as an admissions oh, nice. recruiter. Okay. Uh, one of the colleges, and I pretty much go out there and recruit young minds to uh, come into higher education. <laughs> so very, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And what about We're and Scott? Very, what about you? Do you do you just focus really just on writing with the novels and stuff, or do you also do something during the day? Well, I'm I'm a freelance graphic designer during the day. Um, you know, oh, nice. I'm, I'm I'm just constantly pushing projects out. Like uh, I'm I'm you know I'm putting out a, an online novel right now. I'm working on Scott Schiaffo's uh, design for his book pretty closely. Right. I have a couple of the projects on the back burner. Plus, we're in the middle of drawing the sequel to Constellation Park, so it's it's pretty cool. time consuming. I wake up, I do a I do pretty much an eight to to twelve hour day with with very little pay, but you know, it's wow. passion. But you love it, right? <laughs> but, yes. but you yeah, love I what love you it. do. I love it to death. Love it to death. I wouldn't change it for the world. That's so important. That's really cool, yeah. though. 
That's really nice. And and again, if you want to come on to promote your, you know, independent stuff and you guys want to come back on later to promote the sequel, we'd love to, you know, do that thank in the so future. Much. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you for that background information. That definitely uh gives me a, a picture of uh who you guys are and what you're about. Um so tell us a little bit about who are some of the people that have, you know, outside of the cartoons, are there any specific persons in your lives or other people that have, you know, been around for a while that wrote graphic novels that were an inspiration to you or inspired you? Um, what was you want to take first, that one, Scott? First? Go ahead. You uh, take oh, that one first. All right. All right. Uh, with me, uh, you know, I, I mean, I love all the, the great graphic. I mean, you could say people like Alan Moore and, and all those guys. But uh, again, early on with me, it was it was very much film, and, and that that shows, I think, a lot in uh, Constellation Park that we take much more. I mean, we we technically write it as a script first. So a lot mm-hmm. of my a lot of the people that I that I loved were were either novel writers or they were people who made films. I mean, like like people like Kurt Vonnegut, um, you know, Ray Bradbury. Um, those people just hit me at, at an early age. I mean, I, I fell in love with that. And then, you know, filmmakers, like, I go from everyone from, like, people like David Lynch, who, who to me, I mean, makes these amazing art films, you know. And then I'll, I'll cross the gamut to some somebody like, you know, Don Bluth again, who made these amazing cartoons that, on my mind, are above a lot of Disney films, you know. But okay. um, they're mm-hmm. all over. You know, and then you have those people who support you, you know, like your father, your mother. I mean, people who just sort of really, I mean, put you in directions, put, the, put that stuff in your hands, you know. Like, because, you know, without my family, without, you know, friends, without anybody. I mean, you really wouldn't get exposed to much of anything. I mean, so really, it, 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 it's it's a huge gamut. I mean, that's, that's a hard question, I guess. <laughs> I no, could talk for good. hours that's just good. on that. <laughs> I know. No, that's, I think that's so important that not only are there people out there, like you said, the different filmmakers that inspired you, but also having family to support you I think is important. And I sometimes in this, you know, this this art field or the entertainment industry, it's, it's hard to get people to really at least – on my end, and I've got a lot of people involved in various aspects of the entertainment industry, but they don't always appreciate, you know, what it's like for someone like me when I'm doing everything by myself and I'm not getting mm-hmm. things handed to me. So that's how I can appreciate, you know, what you guys are doing and other people out there trying to put their products out there and pushing it and, you know, just working so hard. Yeah, definitely. So, so what about you, Chris? Um, it was, I guess, like I said, early on, it was film. It was filmmakers, so probably... Um, you know George Lucas, of course, of course uh, Steven Spielberg. Um, mm-hmm. Then in the '90s, it became like you know the whole independent film uh, scene like exploded in the early '90s. So Quentin Tarantino, Kevin right. Smith. Um, you know, I was really more interested in learning about the cinematographers of of the films and like how the camera moves. And like during that time of indie film in the '90s, um, just the way a film moved kind of like inspired me like i was like wow this is exa- like how my mind works how i think like you know with all the interesting angles so that kind of always inspired me so like every time i look at something or think of a story uh, like when we wrote constellation park it was kind of like a movie going off in in my head and hopefully mm-hmm. me and scott had the same movie identically <laughs> going on so, okay and, and that's not always the case I can tell you that um, growing up with Scott in high school, he was like, he's he's never he's never changed. He was always into like David Lynch and stuff. This is as like a fourteen, fifteen year old kid, which you know, at that age, it's right. way ahead. I like, guess way ahead of his time because those were really. There's still lots. I still don't get David Lynch all of his stuff. Although <laughs> The Elephant Man makes me cry all the time every time I see it. It's probably his only normal film. <laughs> um, and, but, I don't, and, uh, and apologize, and I apologize, guys. I mean, I know more of the Quentin Tarantino, Kevin Smith stuff like that. Yeah. So you might throw around. I apologize if you throw around a couple of names. Throw out maybe some sample movies they've done, just so I can, you know, catch on to some of the stuff. I don't, don't. I mean, his probably <laughs> his most his commercial <laughs> film, uh, David Lynch, was Dune and The Elephant Man. Everything okay. else, okay. television okay. show, Twin Peaks. Uh, yeah, he's the guy who made Twin Peaks, which was oh neat. Yeah, which was insane. Okay. You're a psychologist, right? <laughs> so, like, I never, but I crazy. never, you know what? Unfortunately, I don't really watch it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know what? You're a better person for not. <laughs> you're, oh, okay. you're a mentally stable person for not. Because it'll drive you insane, those those films. No, believe anyway, me, guys, I'm not. So I'm a guy kind of like when we would cr- try to create something, I try to reel them in a little bit. I try to bring, yeah, like, Chris the... Really, 
Chris, I, I, I try to bring track. some of the, like the so that we try to get as many people to enjoy it and not just kind of make it just like a little thing like for like an independent audience. I try to bring it a little bit mainstream uh, because right. I like what the films that Scott likes that are kind of like, kind of like you know a little bit off. But um, I think with the comics, we wanted to get the best of both worlds because we had a lot in common of what we liked. But then there were some things that, um, you know, we we had our own, like, you know, ideas about. But try to just bring them both together. And I think we did accomplish yeah. that with this with this first book. Absolutely. And we're, like I said, we're definitely going to get into that. Um, no, I, I felt like I really did feel like I think you made a good point, And I think Chris might have said this. I really did feel like when I was reading it, I did. I could visualize that in my head as a film or as some type of a movie. I mean, I really was was trying to picture myself as they're going through the different scenes and the flashbacks and everything that's going on. I really could feel myself kind of in their shoes. So I think you guys accomplished that very well. Awesome, okay. thanks. That that was like very one thing. I, I know, like I, I was worried that people would get it because there's a lot of flashbacks and the time traveling, mm-hmm. dimension traveling and stuff. And you know, to pick that up, the tone of that without any type of narration in the book. Um, we were right. afraid yeah. that we might lose the audience. But and yeah, I, think I think initially, it, it took me initially maybe the first, you know, I, I flipped back and forth to try to say, okay, yeah, what's yeah. going on now? And, and But yeah. by the middle mm-hmm. of it, because I read it in one sitting, you know, by the middle I was like, all right, now I can kind of figure out, like, yeah, what's going on with them, you know, going back and forth in time and right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the yeah, thing with so, me was that I was very... I was very, I was very, Chris? Yeah, yeah, no, I was saying, Scott, you you pretty much said don't doubt the audience. I was kind of hesitant with it. I was, I was very adamant about, like, I don't want blocky narration. Narration to me tends to cut up a story. I I, I Mm -hmm. firmly believe the audience is smart enough to put the pictures together. Now, a lot of people aren't used to reading a comic that way, and I understand that. But I think that if you make the material sort of compelling enough, the person will sort of get themselves through the story, because... The key thing that I love about novels is you can bring yourself into a novel. You can sort of direct and say what the actors look like. And in comic books, we sort of tell you a little bit more about like mm-hmm. what people look like, where you are. But I, I didn't want to spell it out for the audience. So very early on, it, it was this game of like, you know, are people going to understand this? And it really was just like me trying to say, Chris, have faith. I'm going to try to get these drawings to sort of make a certain order, a certain line. We'll sort of take right. the idea of narration and maybe use people's voices instead of some some space voice, you know? Like so, mm-hmm. yeah. That that was, but that was really trying to get it to become more of a film, you know, than actually what it is. I mean, and don't get me wrong, we we love comic books. I mean, I, you know, they're fantastic. But but it was just for me, I, I you know, like from where we both came from. I mean, movie was really the idea of what we were trying to sort of show. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, Carrie. I think what we were trying to do was write this book for um, for people that never read a comic book before in their yeah. lives, like to 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 maybe you know to get a new audience to 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 get into graphic novels, but also at the same time, hopefully, win the respect of comic book readers. Because you know, to be all honest, I got into comic books later in life, like like Scott. Mm-hmm. I mean, past I guess maybe four or five years, I started picking them up. Um, and it's like an opened up a completely new world. I mean, like for the last t- 10, 15 years, I've just been reading academic, you know, journals and things like that. So, um, <laughs> looking at, uh, like graphic novels, it's just like, wow, it's just, what was I doing for, you know, for all these years? It just, it just totally opened up a new world. So we, we, we hope wow. to get an audience of people that never cracked a, a comic book before and enjoy this book, but also get, you know, the geeks, you know, that really, really right. comic books and right. try to win their respect, too. And we, and we hope that we, <laughs> that we are. The we'll geeks. see when we start taking it out on the road to, like, comic book shows. Yeah. And hope we'll get beat up. <laughs> and the geeks and the, and the women as well. We were also trying to get, you know, cause, you know a lot of, there are, there are plenty of girls who read comics, but there are, there are also pe- some girls who just refuse to even open one, you know. And uh, okay. the other idea was just sort of to try to find a way to sort of, you know, take it out of the boys' club a little bit and, and make it something that's not, girly, that's not masculine, that's sort of just that in-between run-of-the-mill, not run-of-the-mill, that's the worst word to use, but sort of that in-between happy medium between, uh, you know, something I think uh, both genders can enjoy as well, you know? Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. I mean, each of the characters, I, I just liked each of the characters. I, I felt that I can, 
I could empathize kind of, especially with, and I don't want to give anything away, so you guys have to talk about what you want to talk about, but especially <laughs> with the, uh, you know, the main guy, I mean, when, when those certain things were happening to him, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't even, you know, I felt like my head was going to explode at times because of the poor things <laughs> that this guy was going through. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like almost like, oh, here, I'll use some psychology terms, you know, it's like post-traumatic stress disorder, like, like he's having these <laughs> flashbacks and this poor man with this PTSD and I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> so but no it's, it's it's really good and I really think that you're going to get a nice broad audience to uh, you know tune into this thing and I, I can't wait to see the sequel um, and real quick before we you know kind of switch gears a little bit what is your favorite movie each of you if you could pick a favorite since we're talking about films and stuff like that combining it with the uh, comic books Pulp Fiction Pulp Fiction Okay. Uh, me and me, Back to the Future. Oh, okay, that's cool. an awesome one. Very cool. Very <laughs> I love cool. Pulp Fiction too. I love the close Pulp Fiction. I mean, there's so many, but I mean, after a movie that that, that changed my life and showed me at an early age what what the potential of a film could be, it was Back to the Future. I wanted to be in that film. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to watch it. I haven't seen them in so long. Very neat. But just to comment on what you guys said earlier, believe me, my mind is. Uh, not right on track because I want to see the human centipede. I want to interview that filmmaker. I don't know. I, I am just, fa- I mean, I love, and I, it's funny how you guys said how films are shot. Like I miss that stuff from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, mm-hmm. that, that older 19, late 70s stuff when it was shot so different yeah. than stuff you see today. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff so, is, you know, so, it's it sad that stuff goes away too because like, you know, they, they do remake, and I think that, you, you know, they remake everything and they sort of take away those older films from a younger audience. You know, and that stuff influenced me. I mean, you know, like, it's... Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, so anyway. Um, all right, cool, cool. So, um, let's talk. Hold on a second. Let me go through some of my more notes that I have here. Um We've been talking a lot about it. So how did you guys, you know, how did you come up with the uh, title for this? graphic novel. Chris, you want um, me to hit this? Uh, <laughs> what, the, uh, what, what the original title was and how you were like, we're not calling it that? Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> that have an interesting work relationship. Usually, <laughs> everything almost ends with us strangling each other. Then we just say, oh, yeah, we feel exactly the same way. You know, we have like a little okay. bit of a communication problem. But yeah, go ahead, Scott. No, I don't. Listen, I, I just... I had a working title that was somebody else's film title that nobody had seen. It wasn't really something that was going to really be used for the the, the end thing, but we originally were going to call it Dark Star, you know, which is basically okay. it's an it's a it's a John Car- it's a John Carpenter's first real full length film, you know, um, and you know it just it was sort of something that just at the time when we were writing just really felt like you know I mean you've read the stuff there's sort of a, a point to why it would be called Dark Star and we actually do reference something called the Dark Star on the movie that has absolutely nothing to do with John Carpenter's film. Uh, John Carpenter, another person who I'm madly in love with <laughs> as a director okay. and, and writer. Um, but yeah, and that was it. And then you know we we hit back and forth, and uh, Chris can take the story from here now. <laughs> okay, so um, the the magician character. Uh, Harold mm-hmm. Batisto Jr. Because um, Scott insisted before we start this writing this, there must be a magician in this book, and I'm thinking, oh, what the hell <laughs> okay. is he talking about? <laughs> um, so we, uh, I was like, all right, fine, we'll, we'll put a magician in there. And then he, he was, I remember he was focused on the word park. I remember he was saying something about park. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And if you, you know, if you, those of you that read the book that are listening will be reading the book a really important event happens at Harold's um, what do you call his I guess his magical theater on the boardwalk of Coney Island Mm -hmm. and I said okay to Scott it's going to be called his theater where this happens is going to be called Constellation Park like the name Mm -hmm. of his like show Um, cool and that pretty much took the title of the of the book exactly and, so, and so yeah, we kind of like if you read the story, you'll get it because this is a very strange. It's very difficult to describe this book. Um, we've still, me and Scott, try to try to you know say as much as we can without really giving it away because it is kind of odd. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a major event that happens in the book happens at a place called Constellation Park on the Coney Island right. Boardwalk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right. Very cool. Very cool. 
and how did you guys come up? I mean, just how did you develop the storyline? I mean, it's just, you know, I'm fascinated with people that are, you know, I have my music and stuff like that, and I can, you know, write lyrics and the melodies and compose like that, but it's just fascinating to me when people come up with these innovative, creative stories. So how did you guys, I mean, was there anything personally in your lives that you, you know, subconsciously yeah. maybe put into this book and you relate to these characters in some way? Definitely. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, for me and Scott, uh, Daniel Vaughn, the character of Daniel Vaughn, uh-huh. uh, he has, I guess, w- w- uh, what the book is, his character is really symbolic to some of the stuff is anxiety. And that's mm-hmm. something I've definitely been through in my life, and I know Scott mm-hmm. as well. So we try to kind of like, like what if when people feel like these, these uh, you know, these feelings that they go through that, you know, what if it's because you know when when something happens, people say, "Oh, you know, stop! You're putting it upon yourself, or whatever, this and that." Right, you know, right. Imagination, uh, which is true. You know, you can really work yourself into like you know being Absolutely. physically sick. But what if mm-hmm. those feelings that you had, it's because you were somebody somewhere else, and you yeah. weren't like crazy. So we we, we kind of pretty much took it from there and let the story unravel into. What it is? It's pretty a crazy roller coaster ride. Which, which um, also right. leads a lot of people to to think: is this in his mind or is this real? But you know, and and it's one of those questions I guess you you can never answer. But yeah, it's 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 a person. I think Dan, yeah, Daniel is definitely anxiety for both. I think Daniel is just anxiety personified. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay, very neat. That's cool. And I could I could tell from just reading it. You know, I was wondering. Even with some of the, you know, when when Dorian Gray enters the picture, and you know the the what's his name Daniel's kind of well, I don't want to give it away, but but that's just an interesting uh-huh. dynamic going on between the two of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So. So we, uh, in, in terms of that. No, no, no. I was just saying because you said something about the uh, the name of the character, Dorian Gray, earlier. I remember you uh, were talking about. Yeah, and um, that's actually it, it's really funny. That's because my favorite movie is Back to the Future, and uh, one of my favorite writers is Oscar Wilde. So it was sort of a Back to the Future Oscar Wilde hybrid. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's but do you guys also know that, that there's an interesting definition for that word too? Which word? Dorian Gray. <laughs> well, Dorian Dorian Gray. Yeah, is well Dorian Gray. We took from the character the picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. You know, with oh, the, okay. the story about the picture that grows old in the attic as the, you know, as the guy stays young, you know. And then right. basically, that's that's basically Dorian Gray. So I took the last name. We took the first name DeLorean, which is the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Oh, I got you. Okay. So that's just sort of this weird sort of Back to the Future Oscar Wilde hybrid that I, I don't know, that I dreamed up. <laughs> me. Me. No, that's me. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um so in terms of anything else, how else did you guys, in terms of developing the storyline, so you, you know, you want to be just a magician in there, you're taking some, you know, personal aspects of your lives and putting that also into the story. So how do you guys kind of meet to create this storyline? <laughs> Through iChat most of yeah. the time. It was, we wrote this, <laughs> might be the first uh, comic book written completely uh yeah. Through uh, yeah. online video chats. <laughs> wow, interesting. Yeah, but at the beginning yeah. it was because at, at when we wrote this uh, this first story, because it took a year for us to make make the story to write for Scott to develop all the images and to get it to, to uh, out in the world on on the Amazon and all that stuff. So during that time, um, my wife was pregnant with our first child, so I was kind of like. Um, you know, getting ready to be a dad and, you know, had all those anxieties and whatnot. So I couldn't physically always be in the same room with Scott. So we used iChat okay. to uh, to talk back and forth to each other and write the story. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Again, the technology today that lets people oh, it's amazing, you know, do these yeah. amazing things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, definitely. The story wouldn't have been written without it. Like, it's just, you know, it's hard enough. I mean, it's hard enough even if he wasn't, you know, in the middle of having a kid. You know, it would be hard right. enough to get together and, and do something. And, and technology really does, I mean, really did help us out with this. Even, I mean, even the way we published, even the way, I mean, the, the way I designed the book, I mean, it, it's all because of basically, you know, us living in the future sans electric cars. <laughs> right, right. 
Now, wait, real quick, when you're t- and that's interesting. Let's talk a little bit about the, you know, how did you go about publishing it? Did you do it on your own, or do you actually have a publisher? Well, well, what I, what I what I looked into this, and Scott really wanted to get um, to to bring it out to publishers and whatnot, and you know, I investigated it. He investigated it, and I'm a type of person where I don't have any patience for this stuff. Like, I, if I want to release an album, if I want to make a movie or whatever, mm-hmm. it'll be done. You know, I just, that's just how I realized that about myself the past few years that if you, and to anybody that's listening, if you really want to do something, you can do it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, Definitely. you know, listen to anybody else out there. So I researched um, the self-publishing, uh, you know, I guess uh, avenues and whatnot, and asked around of people that I knew that worked in publishing or have self-published and found that through Amazon.com, there's a little right. partner company called CreateSpace. And with CreateSpace, you pretty much you can publish, um, you know, writings, music, and film for really a minimal, like, cost. I think it was, like, under $30 or under $40. Wow. Uh, and yeah, it's amazing. And it's basically print on demand. So anytime somebody wants to, you know, buy it's not like they they you have to purchase a bunch of copies of your book because uh, there are some outlets out there that make you pay like thousands of dollars for them to press the book. No, not at all. With with this is anytime somebody orders it, it gets pressed and delivered to their house and you get a cut of it, a, a nice a, you know, nice chunk of it and then Amazon gets nice. a little chunk of it as well. Um but there's also a way that you can have it distributed uh, worldwide after about 60 or 90 days after you have it on yeah. there. So you go to Barnes & Noble, you can go and order it from them. Uh, yeah. You Very don't have to cool. just go through Amazon. You can get it in a library in you know, the United Kingdom. You can order it. Uh, yeah. You can go anywhere around the world uh, to, to get the book. Now, it may not be on the shelf, but you can request it's it. Orderable. Uh, right. So it's orderable. Right. So it's pretty interesting. Like. Scott was Scott's been a musician for years, and so have I. Like, I I was in a band once, and we had like an independent record contract, and you know we were on iTunes and all that stuff. But you wouldn't know okay. that, you wouldn't know that unless I told you. So the right. trick is, uh, kids out there listening, you really <laughs> have to to get it out there. Um, you have to have like, you know, you gotta have a connection, for you know, for marketing it, uh, or you, or you have to just go out there and be at the comic book shows or if you're a musician you got to play a lot of shows so in and with us um i guess the whole tell them steve dave podcast which uh um has been really promoting us uh that's through kevin smith's um uh, smodcast network um cool. i i was lucky enough to be i'm friends with uh one of the the one of the uh, podcast uh co-hosts of tell them steve dave and he's a big time like graphic novel fan and I you know gave him the book see what he thought about it and then next thing you know he's promoting it on the show and this and that and people from you know that uh, fan base are following us on Facebook you know buying the book cool. oh that yeah so that's so we will lucky that's really in that respect us, yeah. we ha- what we have to do for 2012 is go out to the comic book conventions and really and push it you know but yeah. um it can be done uh yeah, right. and you don't need to uh you know, get like a a manager or whatnot. As long as you have, you know, some good organizational skills and the drive, you can pretty much do it yourself. And that's really and what I it is. It's the, it's the drive. Ahead, it's the Scott. drive to do it. Thank you. It's, yeah. it's the drive to do it. It's that sort of, you know, we're in this and we're going to see this through to the end. And and because of that, and because of Chris knowing, you know, the guys from TSD and them them guys doing those guys doing us such such solids, you know, so many times. I mean, like, you know, we sold books all over the world. I mean, and you know. We, I mean, we can't thank those guys enough, <laughs> but it, it really is. I mean, on top of that, it's us just, you know, knowing that, like, once we got that fan base to keep running, and, and once the first book was done and that fan base started growing, we started the second book right away because, you know, we don't want to keep people waiting. It's just, it takes a while. It's two guys. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Now, real quick again, Chris and Scott, what was the name of the um, Kevin Smith the podcast you were talking about? Um, Kevin Smith has a bunch of different podcast shows, Uh his his main website for it is called smodcast uh, dot com, s m o d c a s t dot com, and one of the cool. shows um, that that 
is part of that network is called Tell Him Steve Dave. Uh, if you're a Kevin Smith fan, you're familiar with the, the movie Mallrats. Um, there's a, right. a character in the in the film, a little small part called uh, Steve Dave, and uh, it's one of Kevin Smith's uh, childhood friends. His name is Brian Johnson, and there's a quick little uh, little dialogue in that uh, in a scene between him and another longtime Kevin Smith uh, childhood friend named Walt Flanagan. Um, they basically have a little run-in with uh, Jason Lee. We all know who Jason Lee is, right? Famous actor now. Um, they have like a little little scene there, and it became like a cult, uh, I guess, uh, phrase. Like, tell him, Steve, Dave. You got to see the film. Those out there who know who uh, know what I'm talking about. But anyway, they uh, because of that, those two those two gentlemen and my friend Brian Quinn. Uh, who had worked for Kevin Smith for about, I guess, maybe about 15 years or so, worked for him in uh, his comic book store in Red Bank, New Jersey, uh, got on to the network and hosted a show called Tell Him Steve Dave, which is basically, you know, a uh, comedy show and, and whatnot. And I was just lucky enough to, to be on the, the show a few times. And really great guys uh, to mention the book and sell the book out of uh, Kevin Smith's uh, comic book store, uh, Secret Stash in Red Bank, New Jersey. Um, wow, really I people. didn't, he's a, he's a comic book store in Red Bank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's called Jay and Silent oh my Bob's God. Secret Stash. Awesome, well, if you guys ever come down this way, let me know, because that's like 45 minutes from where I live. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're <laughs> actually going there probably Friday to restock and give them some more books yeah. to sell. <laughs> um, Are you really? Yeah, yeah, seriously, get in touch with me if you guys are. I would love to meet you in person. Cool, really cool. Um, yeah. And what's funny too, Carrie, they, um, uh, if, I, if, if, I, if I may, there's t- two other little plugs uh, along with them. Sure. They're developing a reality show that 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 comic no book store centered around the guys from uh, the podcast. Um, it's that called is the Secret awesome. Stash, and it debuts February 12th on AMC right after The Walking Dead. Yep. Right. So wow. It's gonna be yeah, it's going to be really cool, and uh, we're really excited about that. And also, Brian Quinn from that show has a comedy troupe called The Tenderloins, which how I know him for many years. If everybody check that name out, he has a television show coming out on True TV called Impractical Jokers that debuts this Thursday. Um, so we're really cool. excited. We've been lucky uh, to be around, like you know, a lot of talented people, and not just talented people, but really nice people. That um, were good to us, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. So we're really, yeah. we're really uh, happy about that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, and if you guys want to, you know, feel free to have either of them get in touch with me. I'd love to bring them on, especially to uh, with all the new things that they're launching. Cool. I bring them on to plug them and help them promote stuff. So that'll be great. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So let's uh, take a caller because the person's been waiting online for a little bit and I didn't want to interrupt you guys. Okay, and uh, we'll see who this is and uh, what types of uh, questions they have for you. All right. All right, 973, you are now on with uh, Chris and Scott of Constellation Park. Hey, guys, it's Scott Schiaffo. I know that hey. boy. Hey. <laughs> How, How you guys doing? doing tonight? Everybody, this is Scott Schiaffo. The Chulies Gum Guy. The Gum Guy. The, the <laughs> legendary film, Clerks, which was one of the films that inspired me and Scott to be uh, artists. And this man mm-hmm. right here on the line is uh, now, a, it's crazy, he's a friend of ours, and he's one of the reasons why we're so crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Definitely, definitely. Welcome, Scott. Hey, uh, you guys, man, too humble. Listen, let me. I'm going to start the love fest off. <laughs> Say, I don't know if this was discussed or not, but everybody who knows me knows I can't keep a lid on this. The uh, the work that Chris and Scott are doing on my book is just beyond like beyond my wildest dream of what the book can be. It's amazing. It's so nice. so dead on now. The artwork is killer. The whole thing now has a real strong execution and a vibe. I'm just so excited. I just can't wait to get this thing out. These guys are just really, really, they were the perfect guys for the job. Man, I was so lucky that they happened into my situation. 
That's awesome. And, and Scott, please tell, you know, everyone a little bit about, you know, what they're doing for you in terms of what, what is the topic of your book, if you can share any information about it, and feel free to plug it. Yeah, sure. Well, the title is um, Vicious Dogs Attack Me at Sleepless Nights of Summer. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's all love stories. No, it's um, it's, it's a really, really dark, really, really dark collection of poems and short stories and tales that were written when I was really knee deep in alcoholism and drug addiction. And mm-hmm. uh well, well Scott Scott's design skills are really off the charts. He he whipped up a few things uh that as soon as I saw it I just was blown away. It's it's been nonstop since. So he's responsible for everything for the whole uh, way the book looks, the way it's laid out, all of the right. artwork, the design, and um, you know, it's, I, I was, I was kind of in a quandary as to how to put the book out on my lonesome. I probably would have just slapped a couple of corny pictures on, it and that would have been it. And this <laughs> is so, it's so well realized. It's just, God, I mean, a lot of the books I grew up with, like Charles Bukowski, you kind of, they were designed a lot, a lot like this, and really pro so it's like it really is a dream come true i'm just so excited about it very cool when do you plan to uh potentially release it scott well Well, kind of kristen kristen scott no they know the drama behind this but we've got kind of on a hold with miramax because one of the designs uh utilizes uh, a shot from clerks and we have to get their permission to use it and you know it, you got to really do a big tap dance just to get through to them so but the 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 saving grace of this whole thing is if if they bag out on us which is probably strong likelihood they will uh, scott has a design that is superior without the clerk's picture it's not needed so we're golden but uh, it's just a waiting nice. game is kind of a drag yeah oh that's disappointing so, but like you said it either way it's going to be amazing so yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's win-win right now. So whether we get it or we don't get it, you know, the design is still killer. But, um, you know, the waiting is a drag because I really, I'm really excited about this thing. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. That's awesome that you guys were able to, you know, connect and put this thing together. It's really cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, really the synergy cool. of talents is just uh, really amazing. And the whole timing of it, because uh, I got turned on to their – uh, Constellation Park book, and uh, you know that's you know real intense characters and there's you know, amazing illustrations. So mm-hmm. for them to tackle uh, my book, it was a perfect fit. And it, plus, they're they are um, like Chris was saying, I think a few moments ago, they're pretty big fans of the whole uh, View Askew world. So they really have a lot of knowledge and respect for that whole world and uh <laughs> perfect guys for the job, you know. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Cool. Really cool, Scott. Well thank you so much for you know joining us and, and sharing that with us. Um oh, yeah, anything no, else that you wanna in. with that? I'm sorry? No, no, I said, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us and sharing all that with us and, you know, supporting these guys and all those amazing things that are going on with your career and your life right now, too. So, yeah, feel free to plug where people can check you out, and then uh, we'll get back to the interview with them. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not, you guys are welcome, man. I mean, really, come on. It's just uh, it's just <laughs> genuine, you know. I don't have to put on some <laughs> fake fake Hollywood vibe and go, oh, they're great cats to work with, man, and, like, really, I hate them. It's just like, <laughs> when you see the book, it's just the book will speak for itself. It's just so well executed. Thank you now. so much. Oh, man. God, man. But, uh, yeah, let me roll. Get back to the boys. Uh, cool. Love you guys, man. All right, love you. Love you too, man. Okay. okay. Have a good night. Take care. All right, good night, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye. We actually uh, right, tried to get a group Not therapy theatrical. session with you just now. It didn't work out. <laughs> what did you say? We tried to just get a group therapy session with you, you know. Do you take GHI <laughs> health insurance? <laughs> what, what type of insurance is it? HI, I guess not. It's for city workers in New York. I guess not. 
Uh, well, unfortunately, guys, I don't I don't do private work. I am licensed to do it, but I don't. I work uh work in a maximum security uh, correctional setting. Awesome. That's what I do. <laughs> we can talk more off the air. <laughs> my my life is uh one just between the entertainment stuff and my full time job. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But I enjoy it. Awesome, great. Yeah. So just in terms of um, I had an interesting question. Any thoughts of putting your uh, graphic novel at some point into a film and making like um, a series, whether it's a cartoon yeah. series or. Yeah, I think I think the idea uh, that me and Chris are, are both really solid on is that, you know, we, we're going to let the story probably run its course to the third book. You know, I mean, if anyone if anyone is out there and wants to make a book, to make a movie out of it, we're not going to turn them down. But our, our I mean, we're going to really concentrate on the comic. You know, we don't want to disappoint the fans. Right. We have a bunch of. I mean, we're doing. You know, you know, we're doing a bunch of projects on the side as well with con- You know, of Constellation Park as well. So we really want to put as much into this comic book as possible. Finish it up. Get the story out there. Then hopefully get it turned into a film because technically the script already exists. I mean, it was written exactly. as a screenplay. You know, it's storyboarded as a screenplay. So, so hopefully that's it. But it really is for. The, I mean, uh, Constellation Park fans have been so amazing to us. For us to sort of just go off and try to make money for for no apparent reason and forget about the next two books and just leave the story hanging would just would just be awful at this point. I think, right, Chris? Right. Absolutely. And Carrie, like. Um, we and Scott had talked about like at, once we conclude the first, uh, well, all three, I should say, all three um, uh, books, because this is going to go on to part two and three, and then we're just uh, okay. we're going to bookend it. Um, I told Scott, I was like, you know, I I think I'm really going to pursue to try to get this sold uh, to you know to a you know film company. It's like, well, you know, what do you got to lose? You know, if it doesn't yeah, happen, right? Cares. You know, I mean, really, the whole experience, I've got to say, with this book has just been amazing. I mean, just being able to be on your show and talk to you and, you know, meeting Scott uh, Shafo and, you know, all the the fans that have been, like, friend requesting mm-hmm. us and talking to us uh, from around, literally around the world. Me and Scott yeah. had a lot of really nice messages from people. I mean, I was telling Scott one time a, a gentleman uh, messaged me saying, uh, you know, I really want to thank you because you inspired me to write again. I mean, yeah. how do you put a price tag well, on something like that? It was just amazing. So yep. the, the experience that, that I've had this past, I guess, a year and a half with this book, um, you know, has just been amazing. I mean, it's, it's great. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I agree, guys. I mean, you sometimes can't put a price tag on those supportive people that you have in the comments that you get. And I think people sometimes, you know, forget about that, especially, for example, in the music industry. It's all about trying to get signed and make millions of dollars. And we all know that, that, you know, unfortunately the industry has dramatically changed um, and that's really not where it is anymore. And it, sometimes it's those little comments that really keep you going. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, getting back to your fans and keeping in touch with them and becoming friends with them is just so important. Uh-huh. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. So, and, and I definitely want to play DeLorean Gray one day. <laughs> or, at least, or at least do the voiceover work. I want to do the voiceover work. <laughs> When he had, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Scott. Uh, uh-huh. I, I think um, Mephisto reminds me of um, a combination of uh, Gene Wilder and yep. Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future, and he kind of looks like Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, that's it. what yep. I was going to say. Yeah, the guy from Back mm-hmm. to the Future, absolutely. Yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of is. It's Gene. Well, it's, it's actually there's a little Back to the Future in that with him, and it's also it's, it, it really is the personalities across of of Gene Wilder in. As Chris said, and also as in um, Willy Wonka, you know, because Gene Wilder's like mm-hmm. probably top five favorite actors of all time, you know. Like I'm just transfixed whenever that man's on the screen. So <laughs> great, <laughs> very cool. No, it's really cool, guys. So yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, no, no, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, again, feel free to you know, tell the audience anything else that you want to know about the book and the direction you guys are going in, Chris. as well as, you know, where they can purchase it, um, where they can be, become a fan of you on the social media sites, uh, so you can fill everyone in on that stuff. All right. Um, Facebook well, wait, let's, is let's, uh, do this, let's do the business first, Scott, and then whatever you were going to tell me. I knew you were going to want to ask me something. <laughs> All right, people. Yeah, yeah. 
right. If you can't buy the book, which is available conveniently on Amazon.com uh, or at Barnes & Noble or anywhere around the world, if you can't yep. buy it, you know, times are rough, uh, please become friends with us on Facebook. Uh, Constellation Park, like the page. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, that's, that's fine. It's a great story. Facebook. Facebook, uh, Scott. I know he, you know, he needs friends. Um, what else? What else can we say? Oh, if if you want signed signed copies of Constellation Park, are available at two stores right now. Kevin Smith's J and Silent Bob Secret Stash uh, in Red Bank, New Jersey, uh, 35 Broad Street. Uh, and um, on, if you're on Staten Island in the New York area at Comic Book Jones, um, right now those are the two locations where you can get signed copies. And, uh, cool. yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Scott, what were you going to say? Uh, that's pretty much it. I was just going to say uh, Facebook.com backslash Constellation Park. Um, also, um, other things uh, I just wanted to bring up, uh, that something that, uh, you know, I think a lot of our fans have been really dying to uh, hear some news about, which is uh, me and Chris started working on a, a TV pilot of sorts, right, Chris? Yes. Uh, it has to do with puppets and uh we're not really t- telling too much about it, but we just want our fans to know that the, cool. the puppet TV pilot is still a go. We just have moved a shoot up a little bit, and um, that all came about also because of the TSD guys. You know, the Tom Steve yeah, Dave go, guys. Explain that. <laughs> I made about uh, that if we have time really quickly. <laughs> Walt, Walt Flanagan wanted a puppet to go on stage with, so I basically in three days built him a a, a full scale stage Muppet that they used at the Count Basie Theater, and then. After that, wow. I became the poor man, Jim Henson, and uh, now we are doing a a, a 15- to 20-minute puppet TV pilot that uh, I guess is the biggest felt secret. I don't, I don't know. That's amazing. That's awesome. 35-year-old men with puppets and yep. live-action hey. people, you know, live-action, like, people and sci-fi. I don't know... I may need, you know, you, Carrie, may, you may need to start practicing. Uh, <laughs> I think it's wonderful. Uh, you know, no, I, I think it's amazing. Because, you know, I'll sign up right away because this is probably going to be great. You know, guys, I, maybe I should go into entertainment because this, this industry, I will probably never be without work. <laughs> but, then, exactly. unfortunately, but then, unfortunately, I can't be friends with you guys because you can't. Yeah, uh, that's true. Damn uh, I don't want to lose all my friends. <laughs> but, um, no, that's. That's cool, though. That's really cool with the puppet thing. Again, it's so different because you don't see people doing that out there. Yes, it's, it's, it's really a sci-fi cool. comedy with puppets. Yeah. We'll just say sci-fi. the tagline. But I'll give them the tagline, and that is it. Give them the tagline, yeah. The whole world has gone to felt. Yeah, that's the tagline. So, <laughs> so let your little minds go crazy with that. Oh, one other thing I just want to plug uh, really quickly is uh, I just I started putting up an online novel that's going up once a week. Um, that's going up once a day, every weekday, called Absurd Word. It is available on Tumblr at absurdswordscottmeany.tumblr.com, I think, and absurd is spelled with an O, and there's no apostrophe in that. But you can just find me on Facebook and go to Constellation Park. There's links up there as well. And, cool. and really quickly, just uh, one more time, mm-hmm. Impractical Jokers, Thursday night, True TV. Yes. Uh, the Hilarious. Secret Stash. February 12th on AMC, and listen to Kevin Smith's Smodcast Network. Tell him Steve, Dave, uh, I Sell Comics uh, podcast, and a million other things he's got on that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, network. Oh, and just, Very if, I, cool. if I may, one more really quick plug. Uh, I used to do these comic books 10 years ago uh, for this uh, company called Monkey Pants Comics that I started with my friend. We are up, uh, we're, we're actually re-releasing some of them at this uh, site we're going to start called MPC Classics, and we'll be reselling those. They're sort of makeshift DIY uh, comic books that uh, I started with in my early 20s with him. So look for that as nice. well. Nice. I'm sorry, what was his name? Um, my friend, is his name is uh, Joseph James. He's also uh, Joseph W. James. He's also a stand-up comedian. You can catch him at... A New York Comedy Club, uh, clubs on Staten Island. He is everywhere, and he is going to be very happy I said that. <laughs> very cool. Well, again, feel free to have you know the, these people network with me and come on the show. I'd love to bring them on. Just tell them to contact right. me. Definitely. Awesome. All right? Yeah, All so again, guys, congratulations on everything. The book is amazing. I wish you uh, much success with this one, and can't wait to check out the next one and everything else you guys are going to be doing. Um, Thank you so, yeah, so much. Please. Absolutely. Please keep in touch with me. We'll bring you back on in the near future. And again, you know, off the air, just please, if you are going to be in Red Bank on uh, Friday, let me know because I would love to come down and probably meet you guys. Awesome. awesome. 
definite. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Karen. Yeah, yeah you're welcome, so guys. Again, yeah, good luck with everything, and we will definitely be in touch. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Chris right. and Scott. Have a great night. You too. You too. Good night. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Again, you heard from Scott Mimi and Chris Lodando, I think I said that correctly, of uh, Constellation Park. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Constellation Park, and you can check it out on Amazon or Barnes & Noble and definitely pick up a copy today. There's some amazing writers and illustrators, and uh, you don't want to miss out on this. So tomorrow night we have, for all of you Stern fans out there, it is going to be the Howard Stern Superfan Holiday Extravaganza, if that's not a mouthful. Um, it is just going to be a night that we're just going to have a ton of fun. It's going to be co-hosted with Joseph Muski, who is our uh, forerunner of SternSuperfans.com. It's an awesome site that has blogs, anything you want to know about Howard Stern. It's to support the fans and support our king of all media, Howard Stern. So tune in tomorrow night. Again, the show is just really going to be about the fans calling in, you know, talking about their love for Howard Stern, um, anything holiday-related. We just want to have a good time. Little Mikey is going to be joining us. We're going to play some song parodies, um, as well as club tons of people that are affiliated with the show or who have done stuff with the show. Comedians, uh, My Damn Channel, we'll be talking about them tomorrow night. So please tune in 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern on December 14th. And again, thank you everyone for your support. If you're interested in becoming a guest on the show, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can search The Carrie Edelman Show. I also have a personal page, which unfortunately is getting to the 5,000 uh, max out limit but you can still try to uh, friend me on Facebook right now. And my music page on Facebook is also under Carrie Edelman. Um, CarrieEdelman.com is my website, and you can follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. <clears throat> Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Please check out any of the podcasts. We have over 50 podcasts available now, amazing comedians, musicians, um, filmmakers, authors, so many different people uh, that I've interviewed that are talented and have some amazing products out there. So please check them out. We're going to um, conclude tonight with my song, Another Life, off of my debut album, Leave It All Behind. If you like what you hear, you can search for it on iTunes, Amazon Music, or any other major digital distribution sites. Thanks again, and we'll be back tomorrow night with the Howard Stern Superfan Holiday Extravaganza at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, and that is December 14th. Take care. Have a great night.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.